Welcome to Prime Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law Dan Lawless. Welcome to Pride Wings Podcast, episode 75 in our social media, Pride Wings Podcast on Facebook, Discord, and Instagram, and at Pride Wings Pod, we're on X and YouTube, and our email is Podcast at gmail.com. Well, I guess, well, let's just hit the Beer League Minute music. You have one? Well, it's going to be a really short beer league minute because there isn't any. And actually, I'm on. Actually, it's probably a good time for me to be in the uh, IR uh, with an Achilles tendonitis because I haven't. I've only missed one game, um, so I'm kind of rest. What's your team going to do without you? Well, luckily, we don't have a game till mid-January in our Tuesday league. Uh, I. Probably going to play, but I wanted to rest it up and get ready for my Thursday night league starting soon. So, yeah, at least I can't hear the beer league minute music. Well, we have to do the segment, even though there isn't any. (laughs) No, that's not true. (laughs) Oh, so like the rant room, I haven't been. If I'm going to do a rant room, which I'm, I'm gearing up for one, hopefully next week. Um. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, I have. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I've been watching hockey and football at the same time, which I usually oh! never ever do, because my team is usually out of it by, I don't know, the second week of the season. So they're finally not doing that. So it's kind of been fun. Getting on my hockey. I've not missed a Red Wings game yet. I've watched every game to date, and well up to speed with everything going on with the Red Wings. Good thing, because you got quite a few of them this week. And and we had a Christmas break, too. We start with, uh, I believe, your first game this week is the Anaheim game. Yeah, and and I'm I'm just going to breeze through these really quick, because the entire, pretty much the entire freaking stretch of hockey has been pretty horrendous for Detroit. Um, Just lackluster, not very good. Um, you know, it's just, it's been, it's just been ugly, 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 ugly hockey. Now, they they start out, no, Nashville's playing pretty decent. Don't even handle 4-3 loss against Anaheim. You know, another slow start. The Red Wings gave up the first four goals of the game. You know, they did battle back. DeBrinket had two goals. You know, he's got 15 on the season coming out of this game. And, you know, I, I got to give it, give credit to, um, you know, uh, Anaheim's goalie, Dole's still there. He played well. He kept them really in the game. Detroit started battling back, and, you know, he stood on his head. He just, he played really, really good hockey. 
yeah, he played a great game. Can't take that back. But Detroit just couldn't get out of their own way in this game. You know, it was a, it was a bad loss. They gave up too many early goals. And, you know, while they had a little bit of fight in the end, it just wasn't enough. So we're going to move on to Winnipeg. I, I'm keeping this short tonight because I'm going to get on kind of a little soapbox here at the end of this. Uh, five to two loss. Um, you know, Kane gets his second goal. He, he had a great game. I, I think he's been playing very well. He's a very good addition to this team. You know, but the, the team itself is just, they look lethargic out there. And this game was no different. They couldn't set up in the offensive zone. They couldn't get comfortable. They couldn't get any puck movement. They struggled to get the puck out of their own zone. Defensively, they're having way too many breakdowns. And we got our, our clocks handed to us. You know, we got our clocks clean. Five to two is just a terrible loss. Uh-oh. Um, you know, we, we allowed 41 shots. Um, you know, just, just another not good game by, by Detroit. And I could sit here and get in all these, you know, which player did what and who did what. Overall, the team just, they, they haven't looked good. And that's why this is going to be short. It's, it's by design. They did beat Philadelphia. Uh, Kane had two goals right off the bat in the beginning. But then they fell apart in the second and third. Like, they, they just, they can't play a p- complete game. They started out quick. They blew a 5-1 to one lead, by the way. They had a 5-1 to one lead, you know, in the second period. There's a lot of that going around. It was a five. We had a four-goal lead. How do you blow a four-goal lead? I mean, that's just. That's well, just, they're not the only team. Well, that's just garbage hockey. No, they're not the only team, but they do it consistently on a consistent basis, and it's just not good. You know, we just we got to stop blowing leads. And and Detroit, you know, they 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 just they just keep struggling and struggling. Like yes, we squeaked away here with a, you know, a win, but. My God, it, it was like we had to bring it down to the last possible second to get this win. And it's just, it's it's not good. We're just not playing good hockey. And I, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I, I just don't know what the answer is. I just don't know what the answer is. Um, I've got some suggestions, which you'll hear in a second. But anyways, Detroit took... You know, we blew a 5-1 five, five lead. Philadelphia battled back, almost won the game, had some really good opportunities, um, especially in overtime. And Detroit ends up winning it in the shootout, thanks to Patrick Kane. So the Red Wings end up winning this game. And I, and I actually watched part of that game, too, for once. I, probably the only part, only Wings game I actually which saw. Part, which part of the game did you watch? Uh, I think it was like the third period. Oh, so you watched them implode. Okay, so you and, good parts. And I was wondering why the fan during Detroit. Yep. I wonder why were they booing Brink? I I didn't. He wasn't why? doing it. Every time he had the puck, they'd boo him. I don't understand. I mean, I, there's only players on the team. I have no he idea. Never, I don't story. He, I, I guess he I never. He's he's never played with Detroit, right? Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. I, I just, I was like, I kept wondering why, I don't know. But I will say Detroit's power play actually, or penalty kill actually showed up. They they played well. They they were at 100% in the power penalty kill, um, you know, and they, they did get one goal on the power play. So, I mean, special teams was okay in this game. It wasn't, it wasn't fantastic. But, again, while it was a win, it was a god-awful, ugly, terrible win. And I usually don't say that. A win is a win. I'm usually happy with the wins. 
but this was just it was it was just dog crap i'm sorry that's what it was and then we go to new jersey and this was a game that that we should have won i mean yes new jersey's kind of in a slump they're not playing phenomenal patrick kane gets his fifth goal of the season in this game he brings it tied one to one and you know i'm going to go off in the patrick kane rant right now it's i think it's a good time to talk about it actually you know what i'm going to hold off i i'm going to there's more to this whole thing but anyways he gets his fifth goal of the season ties it up at one but you know we we just we couldn't stop timo meyer I mean, timo. Just, and the guy was playing unbelievable he had two goals and just played well for for the devils i mean just we couldn't match their energy i mean that was the hardest part about this game is we couldn't match their energy it was another game where we couldn't get in the zone it was another game where we we couldn't break out like the team just looked so uncomfortable and the line seemed to be back i mean no not for nothing it was probably the second period and i was thinking to myself like yeah we've got a few injuries out there i get that and i respect that but we shouldn't be we shouldn't be playing hockey like this when I mean like they couldn't break in, they would dump the puck and then could only get like three feet in into the zone before they were pretty much shut down and the puck was already coming out. They could not get any offensive time in this game. Their passes were sloppy, behind-the-back passes that were going directly to the other team's sticks right on the tape. Like just it was, it was not good. It was lackluster. They deserved the loss. And that's it. They're just they're out of sync right now. Now I'm going to go into my my little bit of a soapbox here because I tried to make these recaps quick so I could do this. Is it about Kane? Some of that is does have to do with Kane. I'm wondering if that was a smart thing for them to do because I they, they mentioned this in the game, the Philadelphia game that I watched part of because I was doing a game. Uh, since Kane joined the Wings, they lost seven of eight. And this is obviously before yep. Philadelphia. Yep. Um, and before he signed with them, they won eight. It was eight straight. I think it was something it was like that. Like eight out of nine or out of ten. Yeah. They were playing so, much better hockey. I agree. I don't know. But now here, here's my issue. Our best player right now on our on our team, since Patrick Kane has come to our team, is Patrick Kane. He is. I've never really watched him except when they played Detroit. I knew he was the star. He was a rival. I never cared about him unless he was playing in Detroit. Actually sitting down and watching him play the game of hockey is actually quite impressive because I don't know how you feel, but as a fan, like there are just certain guys on the ice. When they have the puck, you get that sense of security. Like, okay, things are going to be okay. We're going to get the puck down the ice. We're not going to have, you know, the chance of a screw up isn't there. Well, that's Patrick Kane to me. The calming presence. He is. His things slow down. I mean, he slows the game down. His passes are, I mean, incredible. Incredible. I don't care how old this kid is. His passing is, I mean, I don't think I've seen anybody like Patrick Kane pass the puck. And maybe it's because I don't watch people. I never saw Patrick Kane do this before. But just watching how he plays the game, he sees things on the ice that not everybody sees. Like, for instance, let's go back a few games ago. I want to say it might have been the first Wild game um, earlier in the season. No, I don't know if he was here for that game. It was like his first or second game on the roster. At one point, he's down on the back side, 
of Vili Huso coming out for a clear out. All of a sudden, he just shoots the puck towards the other team's bench where there was no Red Wings. They're all in the zone breaking out, and he dumps his puck down the ice. First thought, I was like, what the hell is he doing? He missed everybody and sent it down the ice. However, if you were paying attention, there were six, there were five guys on the ice. A sixth guy stepped out. He recognized that and shot the puck off the guy that came onto the ice, automatically giving Detroit a power play. I mean, that's just the type of heads up that this kid has. And I think a lot of people have taken that for granted over the years. I know I have, but he's playing phenomenal hockey, which leads me into this whole issue with Detroit right now. Now, Detroit looks so out of sync, so out of whack. It's just, it's almost uncomfortable to watch because you know that things aren't going right. And I'm starting to really think that that Detroit needs to make some kind of a change and I don't think it's the roster, because as you had just mentioned, before Kane arrived, they had won eight. Detroit knows how to win. They didn't change any players up. They only added a better player. So why is Detroit going backwards when you've added potentially one of your best players, if not your best player right now in the game? Why are we going backwards? And... Sure, you can sit here and say, well, you know, it's the culture he brings. I haven't heard any issues in the locker room, none. And I try to get as deep as I can with Detroit. I follow a ton of people. Um, you know, I, I send messages to people to try to see if they know anything that's going on. And there's no rough, there's no like rumblings of Patrick Kane being an issue. So this tells me that Derek Lalone doesn't know what he's doing or how to use Patrick Kane in this lineup. Because when Patrick came came to this team, he was shuffling all the lines up, trying to figure things out, never figured it out. Doesn't he play with DeBrinket? And weren't they, like, doing really good together? Yeah, and they still are. If you look so at the goals and why, for those two, they're, they're on the score sheet together almost every time one of them. So does he, like, keep – like changing up that line, or is he keeping He's, them yeah, together? He changed it up. I mean, he at one point he had to bring it down on the second line. He had Kane, so, Larkin, and Raymond on the top line. Moved to bring it down. That was a train wreck. Then he moved to bring it back up. Moved Larkin up, so he kept them together. Kept moving everyone around, and now they're so far out of whack that I, I just don't know what the answer is. I mean, we're we're really really close to another tank. Call me crazy, but if they're doing together and they've played together before, why don't you just keep them together? And if something, and, and obviously the old old adage, uh, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So keep those two together. Together, if there's another lineup's not working, switch yeah, them up. You would think that in theory, but, but he's been switching the lineups and nothing is working. So I mean, is is it a curse that Kane is here? I I don't think so. I mean, I think that we have a right as Red Wings fans to start doubting two things. And I, and this is going to break my heart to say this. It really is. But I think we have to start asking questions about Steve Eiserman. And I think we need to start asking questions about Derek Lalonde. Because we're going in, I think, year five with Steve Eiserman. And we're setting up for yet another rebuild. This is literally like the third rebuild that... Steve Eiserman has done. We get some players in. I mean, I, I it wouldn't 
surprise me if at the trade deadline we flip Kane for more picks because we're already that far out of the playoffs. Then we're just going to flip picks and try to strike, you know, a, a, a gold mine at some point. I mean, the NHL is a very tough sport to draft. And I recognize that. And I realize that there are probably many players who are not even playing in the NHL that deserve to play in the NHL, but they just don't get the recognition. But when you look at, when you go back and look at drafts and somebody just brought it up with Detroit that we've got, we had, this was Holland's last year in Detroit. He selected, he selected Philip Zadina and passed on, I believe it was Quinn Hughes. You don't know how these guys are going to play out. I mean, you're looking at when you like, if you look at the NHL, I'm sorry, the NFL, you're looking at the colleges. That's it. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, but you're looking at them. That's where you get your people from. Now, in the NHL, you're looking at OHL, ECHL, different junior teams. You're looking at, you know, Swedish teams, German teams, English teams, Canadian leagues. Like, you're, you're just looking at so the, – the pool is so big. But I digress. This is the last statement that I'm going to make about the recaps and about the wings. Detroit has a chance to turn things around, but they have to do it now. They have to go on a win streak now. Lalonde has to get these guys comfortable. He has to get these guys ready. And they have to show up and play a full 60 minutes of hockey. They can't give up five goals in the first period or in the third period because that's when things matter. I get the whole game matters, but if you come out and get the the win taken out of your sails in the first period, it's hard to battle back. And at the end of the game, if you give up five goals to lose the game, that's deflating. I'm not saying that the second period doesn't matter, but when you're trying to battle out of a hole, when it's an early hole or a late hole, it still doesn't matter. So Iserman's got to stop with these rebuilds. It's not just one rebuild anymore. We're on our third one. We've flipped so many players. We've brought so many players in. Like, like it's time to start seeing the fruits of our labor pay off. So we need to either bring some of these guys up that are ready and let them play out the season and hopefully make a run next year, or we got to figure something else out. And it could be the coach doesn't have these guys ready, and that's quite possibly could be it because the way that they've been playing where they're not – they just they don't look ready. Their passes are off. They just look like garbage. And I have to say, you start with the coach before we start jumping at Iserman. It's time for Lalone to get these guys ready for a game. You've got the talent. I don't care if Clem Costin is out. He was playing four minutes a game. You know, sure, he's making a presence out there. Sure, he can get that front net present. He comes in streaks. But if he's injured for a couple of games, we shouldn't go on a six, seven game skid because Clem Costin, who half these people that even are listening or may listen to this, even have heard of him. Who cares? Justin Hall, he's out once in a while. So what? Mort Sider has to be better. Jake Wallman has to be better. Derek Lalonde has to be better. 
We have to eliminate shots. We have to get comfortable, and we have to get after it. But that's where I'm going to leave the Red Wings. We have to turn this ship around now, right now, and go into the All-Star break on a winning streak and carry it through, or our chances are doomed. We're going to be back in another rebuild yet again. Then we're going to be complaining and, and whining that, well, Detroit got screwed out of a good draft pick again. I don't want to get. I don't want a good draft pick. I want to get the last pick in the draft because I want to hoist the cup. So that's that's kind of my rant. That's kind of my end of my Red Wings spiel. So I'll let you take it over, Dan. Before I before I blow a vein in the side of my face. Well, we're not at the All Star break yet. We still got another month or so. No, but I get that. But we have to turn this around now. <sighs> Because if we keep this losing streak going up until that point, we're done. There's no point anymore in playing another game because we're not no point in winning. You might as well lose out and try to get a good pick. How can you do that with the guys we have in our roster? It's insanity. Yeah, well, Predators need to do do the same thing, I guess. Uh, like, you know, they, they had before the holiday break, they had a pretty good, you know, some you know we talked about last show some you know decent win streaks and not a lot of big losing streaks and well this first game uh, I don't even think the Predators show up Vancouver comes into town you know they uh, the Canucks set their point streak to seven um, just outclassed the Predators five to two uh <sighs> Predators just didn't didn't do anything. Uh, only only good thing, you know, Lausanne and Glass scored, so they continue their hot streaks. I guess if well, I don't want to call it hot. Uh, so that's a very disappointing loss. Even though the Canucks are one of the top teams in the West right now, so then they go, then they got to go to. Uh, to Philadelphia, and that was actually before Detroit played them. Um, actually, they were uh, they were in Philadelphia, and then Philadelphia had to go to Detroit, as we know. But uh, well, it didn't start well. Um, they fell behind again, two nothing. Uh, but then Tomasino he ended up with a couple goals. Uh, you know, they scored a couple of goals. Uh, the Predators scored a couple of goals late in the third. Um, Actually, one of them was like with one second left. That put them up four to two. That was on Nyquist. Uh, actually, that was an empty net goal um, for Nyquist. But um, you know, it was, it was kind of a reverse of what they usually have been doing. You know, they usually have leads and blow them. And in this game, they were be down two goals and came back. So it was kind of nice to see and kind of reverse that trend. So then they then they. Uh, Come back home uh, just before the just before Christmas. Uh, actually, it was their last game. Um, their last game before Christmas break um, against the Dallas Stars, and well, they had this game. Um, well, but the Preds forgot that the game doesn't end until the final horn goes. Very, very frustrating, very bad loss. Uh, they had this game, and the last 15 seconds happened. So that's all I want to say about that. So that's that's uh, that's all my recaps for this week. You know, well, let me, I, I didn't see the two, game. Two out of three losses. 
But did they what? in that last fifteen seconds? Did they, they give up the game? Yeah, they, they gave up. Tied. They had the lead. They gave up two goals in the last fifteen seconds. Thanks to oh, Sorrows. Two goals in fifteen seconds. Yeah, that's what I said. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's a hurtful loss. That's when the team just they, they stick a knife in your heart. Something like that when it's like, okay, they scored a goal, whatever. Let's just go to overtime. And then they score another one within 15 seconds. Oh, that hurts. They scored the winner with four seconds left. In, but that just, that, that sucks. That they scored the goal with four seconds left, the winner. Um, I don't know. It's, it's It was it, Sorrows. It just. Yeah, but I mean, was it his fault? It was, was it his fault? Well, he had to lead with 15 seconds left, and he gave up two goals. So, yeah, it was his fault. So, he's the only player out there. It was it was six on one. Uh, there's five players for the Predators. Oh, so it wasn't just the goalie then. He's the goalie. He needs to stop those. I mean, it wasn't that hard of a shot. Either one of them. But, again, like, like my – But it, it's like, over, and – Mord Sider's playing bad hockey. He's been out of position the last couple of games. He's left the goalie hung out to dry. He's been trying to jump pucks, and he gets burned. Like, the last two games have probably been the worst two games that I've seen of Moritz Sider. I'm not going to blame Reimer like a lot of Red Wings fans are. They put him in vulnerable positions, and it sounds like that's what Nashville might have done to Saros. Like, yeah, you could sit there and say, well, the goalie's supposed to block every shot. If it was that easy, every team would have a shutout every single week. It's not. Goalies give up goals. But a lot of times they give up goals because they're held out to dry. Sure, they give up the occasional crap goal. But I'm sorry, with 15 seconds left. Yeah, but two crap goals. I, I'm just, I, I'm not by, I'm not jumping on the sorrows train. I'm not, I'm not jumping. I don't agree with you. I'd have to watch it to agree with you. So maybe I shouldn't say that I disagree with you. But when you've got five guys and you only have to kill 15 seconds. Even if you ice the puck three twice, the game's pretty much over. So that tells me that the Predators couldn't get control of the puck and they couldn't get the puck out of the zone, which you can't blame Soros for because he's not shooting on net and he's not the one trying to play defense. Well, maybe he should have. Well, <laughs> maybe if he played a little better defense, he would they would have at least tied, if not won. Right. It was so bad that the they had to call up uh Askarov to back him up for the next game. Um well, who which, him up which before uh Lincoln. Well that Lincoln was Lincoln Lincoln was out sick for that game so they had to call him up but I want to see Kosa. I know he's not ready yet, but I really want to see this kid. Probably better than Saros. Well, at least in that Dallas, at least in that Dallas game. I don't know. We haven't. The kid hasn't even touched the NHL ice yet. It's all just we're just waiting for him to come up. Hutchinson came up. I thought he played a pretty good game. He played pretty solid. I didn't like his all white helmet with the, just said Red Wings across the top. I mean, well, what do you want to do? Something f- f- fla- uh, flashy and fancy when he has you and play the NHL game. <laughs> That'd be a little over. They probably just said, "Hey, here's your here's a helmet. Make it work." Maybe borrowed. Maybe borrowed Osgood's one of Osgood's old helmet. I like Osgood. (laughs) Those were nice. Just like Hasek got the plain mask. 
no yeah. fancy stuff. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's it's fine. So, you know, and I mentioned, you know, the Christmas break, holiday break, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know what's awesome about the holiday break? There was no... We'll give up any any goals in 15 seconds. Well, they already did that, so... Know, but they won't do it again if they're not playing. <laughs> they might not do it again the rest of the year. No, well, uh, maybe the if they learn... If they learn... Anyone got three out there? If they learn anything. I mean, the Predators have done that themselves. They've scored that, that many goals that quick, but... But, uh, yeah, so there's not very lot, a lot of news. Uh, the only, thing, only news, um, Marensky is out uh, week to week. With yeah, gonna, he just got left leg. Look like. yeah, yeah, with Andre Plot, the sweet Caroline guy from Tampa Bay days. Oh, yeah, I remember them. But, uh, yeah, but did you see... Uh, did you see that the Kraken are getting all excited for the Winter Classic? I still don't know how I feel about that. Do they even have ice, outdoor ice? I mean, yeah. I mean, they're putting it all together. The guys went out and checked it out today. I know, like, Eberle's excited about it, like, taught, reading about it. I, um, well, I guess they get snow. I know they get rain. You know, no news um, just because, the, the, you know, the break, I think it was a three-day three break. Well, I know there's no... There's no injuries per se. Yeah, the only one was the Waremski that we just talked about. No suspensions or anything. You know, it was, it was brought to my attention, and I'm I'm reading the story now. Um, Tage Thompson will be missing some time again. He's on the non-roster list for personal reasons. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I was wondering why on my fantasy, um, I was almost going to drop him. Because he's yeah, not doing anything. I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, he's expected to possibly be available for Saturday's game, but I mean, who, who knows? I mean, who knows? I don't know. Does anyone, if anyone Everyone. knows the reason why he's out there is heard, let us know because I, I haven't been able to find anything on what his. I wonder if it was another Corey Perry thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I doubt because he's coming back. I mean, he's not like. It's like I, I re, everything I'm reading now is saying that well he didn't play against Boston on Wednesday but he could be ready as early as Saturday against Columbus so you know that's that's my guess is that he'll be back who knows maybe he had a family issue he had to attend to family or you know something else who knows but I still feel like I still feel like, like you always get these people who or no, like, Corey Perry <laughs> No, I don't know who he would. Uh, I, I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, I, but anyways, I, I, I but know. I love the fans that are like, "Well, we need to know. We deserve to know." You, you are, no, owed, you, you are owed nothing. What? What? Why do you need to know? You need to. You just need to know whether he's playing or not playing. Well, well, I mean, like, that can affect. Right. When I first started reading, it was when Larkin was out when when his baby had passed away. So his wife was, you know, several months into this pregnancy and lost the baby. Like it was it was a pretty traumatic situation. It wasn't an easy situation they had to deal with. It wasn't your typical 
I don't even know how to describe it without being like vulgar and insensitive. So I'm going to not really say anything, but like, but like people wanted to know why Larkin wasn't on the roster and well, we deserve to know. And it's like, no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't need to know. It's not your business. When you need to know, you'll know. And like this, this person kept going back. Like I just made a, a, um, you know, I just made a comment about it. Like, no, you don't deserve anything. Well, I buy tickets and I buy that. And I said, then stop. If you feel that you're that invested in the team because you bought a jersey and a couple of tickets, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that the Red Wings aren't going to give you a call to get your input on the next coach. Like, no, you are owed nothing. Nobody owes you a thing unless you're supposed to. Let the guys have privacy. If you have issues going on in your life, you don't have to tell anybody or anything, anybody. But I feel the same way for Tage. If he needed his personal time off, there's obviously a reason for it. He's coming back to the team as early as Saturday, so let it go. We don't need to know. Maybe he pulled a Corey Perry. You moron. Ah, uh, man, no, uh, you know, no suspensions because of the, uh, I assume it was because of the break, and there's no trades because there was, there was a trade trade break or a trade freeze for those two days or three days. Uh, so we can roll it right into the Pred Wings 10, and I, I got some surprises this week. I got... Five teams that dropped out from my you, previous one. You always have dandies somehow, and I look at it like, why the hell is that team even in here? So, like, I, I get stats. I look at, you know, how how strong they've been playing, who their schedules have been against, and usually, and I hate to say it, but usually when I look at all these things as I'm writing them down on my sheet, it aligns pretty evenly for the most part. With you know what experts are putting out, I'm not calling myself an expert. Well, like I said, uh, just a short sample size. We're not getting that big into it. Like I said a couple <laughs> weeks ago, uh, our our list was pretty much right on par with the NHL uh, list. Um, so where did where did Nashville end up on your list? So I'll, get, me to go I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I got Vancouver on top. Not just because they beat the Predators, but they're, you know, they're on top, uh, top of the Pacific Division, uh, 49 points. Actually, that's tied for the lead with the Rangers. Um, yeah, the Rangers, they're, they're like just, came out of nowhere. I, think, I feel like they kind of quietly crept up there. And so, you know, that's and, – and I got the Rangers in second. Um, you know, the two, two best teams right now. And I got Seattle moving up. Uh, actually, you got them in at the number three spot. Uh, they're – they are red hot lately. Uh, they've won the last three. Um, actually, they're um, – Tied with the Blues, uh, well, Minnesota's got more win, more more win streak, but Seattle's fourth in the division, uh, catching the Kings. Uh, so don't don't look at the don't count the Seattle out. They're they're hanging. They'll be right there. And then I got the and I just mentioned Kings. I got them in fourth. Um, they uh, 
they're on a two game, little two game win streak, and they're they're chasing down Vegas. They're only three points behind them. And then I got Colorado, who's back leading their division, the Central. I got them in fifth. Um, they just won an overtime game. And then uh, I got Florida uh, at six. They're they're kind of one of those teams that kind of quietly, you know, they're in second. They're, they're like four points behind the struggling Bruins, even though Bruins are coming off a win. Um, and then I got Philadelphia. I, uh, I want to stop really, really, really quick and get your opinion. I almost think this is a, a make it or break it year for Boston. Well, well, some of the other players have got to be retiring soon, right? Well, they're um, retired. Marshawn. Marshawn. They have a first-round pick for the next two years. Oh, that's right. They got a two years, I don't think they have a second-round pick. So they have like a first and a – they've got like a second and a handful of third and fourth. So I hope they're – you know, they're either going to have to flip some players. And as crazy as it sounds, I could see them – I could see them maybe offloading Allmark at the trade deadline. Well, no one – no one in the – Guy going for them is their Providence, their HL teams. Uh, I think they're doing pretty good. Um, so, you know, hopefully they're ready to jump right in. Otherwise, I think Boston, like you said, they might be at the bottom of the league like San Jose is um, for yeah, a couple they just, of years now. They went all in the last couple of years. Oh, shoot. Why did I get Florida twice? You must like them that much. And Providence is just in the middle of the pack. They're not. Yeah, I'm going to put Florida in six. And I'm gonna put actually Winnipeg. Florida two. What about Florida two? Uh, no, I'm gonna put Winnipeg there. Philadelphia got seventh. Um, they're kind of they're still there. They're kind of dropped on the fourth. Um, but then I got I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Winnipeg. Uh, in the eighth spot, they're still they're still a top team. They're they're sitting second, just just one point behind the Colorado. They also have an over coming off an overtime win, and then uh, Boston. I got dropping the ninth, and then Minnesota. I'm just gonna put them in tenth uh, this week, um, just because they're riding that four game winning streak. It's actually. Uh, they are, that's the high, the, right now that's the most win streak in the NHL is four games. Um, then the flip of that, San Jose's lost six in a row. They're just a train wreck. I think they're going for the lottery. Um, so the only ones I got dropping out are Vegas, Dallas, Nashville, and Toronto. Uh, Toronto just, just because I didn't really have any room to stick them in. You know, they're sitting third behind Boston, Florida, and they're, you know, they're only two points behind Florida. Um, but I just want to mention, like I, I just briefly mentioned St. Louis. They're on a three-game uh, three game win streak. And the Islanders, they're kind of – another team that's kind of quietly sitting there. Uh, they're, they're third. They're kind of like flying under the radar. Uh, they're only one point behind Carolina, um, which I'm not sure why I don't have them in. Um, but uh, um, there's too many hot teams right now. Yeah, I'll go through my list if you're all set. Um, you know, mine's not too far off. Looking at everything, New York has just been, you know, they're they're playing, they're playing really good hockey. You know, you can't you can't take that away from them. Um, 
I feel like they've kind of come up quietly. So, but yeah, they're they're at the top of my list. The Rangers are just they're they're in a powerhouse right now. They're followed by Vegas and Vancouver, who I also agree with you. Vancouver is playing very good hockey right now. And they've got a stacked lineup. I mean, they're just they're playing great. Boston, I'm keeping Boston in where I you know they're they haven't moved at all since last week. Um, they're just kind of there at the moment. They're not really streaking in either direction. They're just kind of present. So I'll keep them there. Also agreeing with you that the Kings are moving up. Um, they've been playing really good hockey. Uh, Colorado, uh, I'm going to keep them where they are. Oh, no, I'm going to move them down. They moved down. I'm sorry, one notch. Um, then I'm going to follow them up with Winnipeg, Dallas, Florida, and Carolina. Um, I know Carolina just had a, a big game. Um, I think it was Stahl had two goals, or he had a hat trick. And I they've just been, they've, they're streaking right now. And they're getting hot at the right moment. They're doing everything I wish Detroit would be doing right now. But I don't want to give some, well, I'm sorry, go ahead. It wasn't against the Predators, was it? Oh, I have no idea, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that was Dallas. Um. 15 seconds, but um, three goals in 15 seconds. <laughs> there must have been against the Predators. Yeah, it was. Uh, but my special mentions, I'm, I'm going Philly, Toronto, and, and like you had mentioned as well, the Islanders. I just Philly, I, I even though Detroit beat them in overtime, I just watched them play. They're big, they're physical, and they can score. They're not afraid to throw the body. You know, they've got kind of a good mix of everything, which you'd go to expect with Tortorella behind the bench. Like that's just his style of a team is big and brawn and able to score. So I, I think you got to watch out for him. I think down the road, they're going to be a team that if they make the playoffs, they might, they might handle themselves very well given the size and the strength that these guys have out there. So you can't watch out for them. Toronto. I feel like they always find a way to, to sneak in the playoffs one way or another. Um, so I'm going to keep them as a special mention now. But the Islanders have kind of surprised me. They've been playing some pretty good hockey here as of late. And I really think that I, I think they've turned the corner. I'm I'm kind of interested to see what they, they're going to do. So, but that's my top 10. I'm not going to keep going down a rabbit hole. I've done that enough tonight. I'm wondering... <sighs> What does the Predators have to do to get to make your Red Wings 10? Like, get number one overall? Because <laughs> they haven't been in your Red Wings 10 at least the last two weeks, if not three. I think you did have a special mention one week. Why Why does that upset you? <laughs> I don't know. I just, because they don't get any respect. They got to earn respect. You just gave up well. <laughs> goals in 15 seconds to shut out a game. Well, before that, well, before that, they were been red hot. And I mentioned that they had gone on some streaks and they played well. But I'm not going to get on my knees and bow down to Nashville right now. They they have not earned uh, that respect from me. I'm not either, but I'm just this little streak here. uh, To actually, well, they did beat they did beat Philadelphia, so they. I mean, they're still. They still got like a one game in a losing streak. So as long as they, you know, turn it around and no, hey, win the next one, you know, they just can't turn them into two, three, four losses in a row, even though they 
come off that. See, that's bad what Trent's doing, and that's why they're in my top ten. So I don't know. I'm not going to agree with Nashville until they, they prove that they deserve to be up there. They're they're yeah. too streak, they're too streaky right now. I mean, Maybe. All, the, all the teams that I've mentioned, and I'm looking at this, they're in my top ten week after week after week after week. Because the well, streaks are typically on, on the winning side than the losing side. Pretty much mine are too, except for Seattle, and that's just because I mean, I just mentioned they're you know they're streaking in the right direction. They're fun, and and they've and I watched a few more in a few games, you know, because they're on late. Um, and they they even the games that they lost, they look they were they look pretty good. So. So, you know, I, I just want to you know, I don't know, maybe I probably won't put Nashville back in for a while until they, you know. So where you, you have to divide to be critical of your team once in a while. And I think you really hesitate to pull that aside. Oh, I'm critical of oh, I mean, my sorrows. I'm sure you are, but you're, you're upset with me because I didn't put him in my, my top ten and wanted to know why. Well, I mean, I, I can, no, I just kind of have kidding. Because I just, I, I get it. I, get I, it. I understand it. All, all ten of those, all ten of those teams are way better than Nashville right now. And I think if I, I would say way better, but I, I just think that they're on. They have better streak Nationals right now. And, and when they got the honorable I mean, mention, they'd won like four or five straight, and they were they were doing well in the even, December. You know, even right now, I know it's way early to even think about playoffs, but I'm saying, like, right now, every one of your top ten teams, I know a lot of them are in the East, if they were to play the Predators in the seven-game series, they would definitely beat the Predators. If not sweep, they'd definitely beat them in seven, you know, out of seven games. It's just too hard to say. I mean, these are all hypothetical questions. And especially, the, especially your Western Conference teams. Even Vegas, who's struggling right now, would probably beat Predators in five, if not six. But yeah, I just yeah, I I was just kind of joking around. But no, I get it. I mean, it's it's just too early to really like even this this top ten. I mean, I could probably leave this list until you know a couple weeks after the playoff, or I'm sorry, the the All Star game. Before I really start seeing some major changes, I mean, if I do, I mean, it all depends on how these these teams play, and you know, are they going to make any moves at the trade deadline? I mean, there's just so many different scenarios that come into play with these, and I mean, who knows? Maybe Nashville picks somebody up at the trade deadline. Kane might be available, knowing Eiserman, um, but. You know, and yeah, we're not even, and we're not even halfway through the season. You know, most most teams have only been played between thirty uh, one and thirty five games. So, sure. I mean, so we're not even halfway. There's a there's a long way to go yet. So yeah, there there is. There's a lot of hockey left. That's why I'm not like panicking. That's why I'm not getting upset with any of this. That's why I'm not too worried about it. So I guess we can move on to some uh, stats. Let's go for. Let's go look at the rookies right now. Um, well, Bedard's still still on top. There's nothing changed there. Still leading. He's got a ten point lead, uh, thirty two points over Rossi. Uh, he's got a little bit of a goal lead now. He's got fifteen goals, four goal lead over Rossi, 
and he's still leading assists just by one over Mintiokov. Mintiokov, I gotta figure out how to spell, say his name. And uh, Predator Luke Evangelis is down there with twelve assists. Um, I don't think I see. Do the Wings even have any rookies? No, not playing right now. Um, so they're obviously the one be on the list. Um, well, Bobby Brink, remember I mentioned him and Derek Bullenham? Maybe because he's leading. He's Well, not leading. He's, he's got 16 points among rookies. I don't know. He's got how many goals? He's got six goals. So I don't know. I mean, he's a rookie. I don't know why they would do him. But, uh, so, so jumping to some other, uh, other skaters. Let's see. Kucherov. He's got 58 points. Wow. And we're not even halfway through the season yet. Uh, McKinnon's right behind with 56. Matthews is leading goals with 28. Kucherov and Brock Bolser, the Canucks, red hot. They're tied with 24 goals. And then uh, McKinnon's leading with 37 assists. Those are mine, the forwards. Let's see, defenseman Quinn Hughes has 44 points and 10 goals and 34 assists. That's for among defensemen. Goaltender is Aiden Hill. I still don't know how many games he's played. He's playing the Vegas Knights. He's leading with a 1.93. Uh, so then I don't have any stories. Um, any hockey stories? been a slow week for that. Admirals are up to, they had uh, one game. Uh, they beat uh, the Wolves. <laughs> if you remember last season, the Wolves 3-2, to so, so at least they're, they're winning. They got a little two-game winning streak going on right now, so that's it for the Admirals this week. You looking for some Griffins news? Because there isn't much to give. Uh, Edvinson has uh, been playing up. Jonathan Bergeron's been playing up. Uh, Austin Zarnick's been playing up. Uh, right now, your your goal leaders um, at a whopping seven is tied between Joel Esperance, Tim Gettinger, and Jonathan Berggren. Uh, I'm glad Berggren's up. I think that's a big move for Detroit to have him up there to get you know to get some of his uh, you know just to get some more more reps in. Uh, then you've got for assists, you've got Tara Hirose, Jonathan Berggren, Simon Edvinson. Rogan Rafferty and Elmer Soderblom. The nice thing is three of these five guys will probably crack the Red Wings roster in the next year and a half. So these are all guys that, you know, some of these shorter term contracts expire like your Andrew cops and, uh, Comfers and, uh, hall and guys like that. As soon as they start getting out of, these contracts, you'll start to see these these guys start filling in. So I mean, the future the future is looking okay, um, but again, it's we, we don't want the future to look okay for the entire future. We need to, you know, we got to have it. I don't know. We got to start seeing some of these uh, guys getting some reps in. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Grand Rapids is just not. They're not like phenomenal. They're not doing anything like. I don't know. They're just, they're just not, I, I don't even know. They're, they're just struggling, which is a little scary, but 
So that's it. That's all I have for Grand Rapids. And on a few guys. The the Preds had their I don't know, it's kind of weird one game. They had their they had their dad's trip uh, for the Philadelphia game. Kind of weird. There was only one game, but I guess I don't know if that's what they do or only one game. I thought they, I thought they do it when there's like a road trip, but but they this maybe that's why they won. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I guess we can go into our weekly pick. Vancouver game. See, I got that one wrong, and you can't, you got that one correct. You must have called a loss. And then the Philadelphia, we both got wrong, and the Dallas game, we both got correct. Uh, so that leaves us at me at 17 and 15, and you're at 15 and 17. The Wings side, uh, Anaheim, we both got wrong. Winnipeg, we both got correct, which was kind of a, sending a uh, little theme here. And then the Philadelphia, we both got wrong. And New Jersey, I got right, and you got wrong. So I got one up on you there. So that we're still tied at 14 and 17. How the heck am I 50% and you're not? Oh, that's overall. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. That was, that, no, 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 that's overall. I was like, I, I was thinking it was, yeah, we're at 45% picking the wings. Picking the Preds, I'm 53%, you're 46. So well, I guess that's good. So that leads us into some uh, previews and picks. Well, let's get into... Like, I, I know we're a day late with this. Like, it is what it is. But let's let's talk about the upcoming Wings game. games. There, there should only be two, hopefully. So I'm going to, you know, Detroit's at Minnesota. You know, I, I had called a win. You had called what, D-Law? A loss. Yep. And now we're going to go into Nashville. I'm going to actually call a win for Detroit. I, I think they're going to right the ship, and I, I, think, I think they're going to take it at home. I do. I think they, I think they can figure it out. Well, that leaves us with the Predators. Um, the Carolina game, I called that one a win. And they, they we're going to Detroit. Um, I think they're going to win that game just because Detroit is like um, – they're struggling right now, to say the least. Uh, they haven't, I don't think they – I think they lost their identity. Maybe, maybe that's what the problem is. Um, and the Predators are a little pissed off, uh, to say the least. Uh, at least I hope they are. So obviously, I put a loss for Detroit against Nashville. So that's our first head-to-head. And and then I have a game that they got a back-to-back. Um, so you got you don't have a back-to-back. You got a little few days off. The uh, the Preds are in Detroit on the 29th, and then they got to fly to Washington on the 30th. Um, so, uh, I mean, Washington, they're they're kind of a weird team. Um, I, I I'm gonna call that a Preds win. Um, they beat them the last time they played. Um, they'll probably end up losing, um, but you know the the Capitals are in fifth in their division. They're kind of like they're they're above five hundred, but they're kind of like they're they're unpredictable to say the least. Um, Ovechkin's not on track yet. Um, hopefully he won't get on track against the Predators. Um, 
But yeah, I just think they'll, they'll win that game. And then uh, we should be doing a show probably Monday night, I'm thinking. Uh, that would be New Year's. So in case something happens where we don't, on the January, the Preds have the January 2nd game against Chicago at home. Um, I got too many wins in a row. But I th- they beat the last time. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one a win, just just in case we don't uh, have a show before the second. I'm calling a loss on that one. I think Chicago is doing a little bit. I mean, they're not great, but Bedard's been playing good. You know, Felino's been starting to pick up his game. So I mean, if we're gonna do that, then I might as well do Detroit against San Jose. And I want to I want to be optimistic and say that they're gonna turn the season around, but I'm going to the loss. Well, San, San, that's going to be a win for Detroit. Uh, San Jose, I mean, they're just, they got nine wins. They lost six in a row right now. Well, they did beat they did beat the Detroit in overtime. Let's see, they got a game against Colorado on the 31st and then the Detroit game. So, yeah, I think they're, I think their losing streak is going to, keep going on. I mean, maybe, I mean, I suppose it's got to end sometime, but I'm going to stick with a Detroit win for that one. Um, hopefully we can re- redo this pick, because uh, hopefully we'll, we will be uh, do a show before the second, but that's our weekly pick uh, segment for this week. Anything else uh, before we close up? Nope, I think that's it. All right. Another nice week here on the pod. Uh, our social media again, uh, Predwings Podcast on Facebook, Discord, and Instagram, and at Predwings Pod on X and YouTube. And our email is predwingspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Predwings Podcast. Good night, Hockey Town. See ya, Smashville.